Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we are underway. It's the 11th morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord 2021. And it is a Friday, which makes it even better. A free for all Friday for part of the show, at least. Coming up at 9.35 this morning, we will talk with Tom Homan, former acting director of ICE, that's Immigration and Customs Enforcement. We're going to talk to the uh, former director about Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States, who was uh, handpicked by the President, Joe Biden, to fix the border crisis. A woman who now, 78 days after being given that position and being given that authority and that responsibility, has yet to visit the border. Will not go down there and talk to Border Patrol agents, not go down there and talk to uh, uh, actual Immigrants who are crossing the border illegally and claiming asylum to find out what their problem is, why they're here, why they're doing this, will not go down there to review the detention facilities and the holding facilities for all of these people, will not go down there and scream and cry about kids in cages the way she did when she was Senator Harris and when President Trump was running the show. She is completely... uh AWOL. She is absent without leave. She is not doing the job that she has been assigned to do. And we're going to talk to Jim Holman about that, or excuse me, Tom Holman, beg pardon, uh, about that coming up at 9.35. Then at 10.35, Christina Hagan will be by with her political commentary of the week. We always enjoy our visit with Christina Hagan, the former Ohio State representative. Before we do anything else this morning, let's do what we always do. Let's pause. For the Pledge of Allegiance. Patriots, please stand, face your flag, put your hand on your heart if you have a flag. If you don't, just join with us. Uh, progressives, go ahead and take your knee. We know how much you hate this. Come on. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. 
and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen to that. And uh, so outside of those two interviews, by the way, that means it is free for all. Whatever topic you want to get into today, do it at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Uh, all right, I want to start here. I, I've, I actually got a text message last night from a reporter friend um, who said, you may not believe this, but I am hearing rumblings of Jane Timken dropping out of the race for the Ohio Senate seat that's going to be vacated by Rob Portman. Uh, And I said, you're right. Uh, (laughs) I am shocked by that. Um, What are you basing that on? Is this based on a hunch or is this based on sources? And I was told sources. And I was told that her fear is that she is so far behind in the polling, at least the poll that was conducted by Josh Mandel's team thus far, that it would be embarrassing for her to continue in this race and be destroyed, uh, you know, the way that it appears that, you know, things are headed right now. I was also told by this reporter that she is considering entering another race, or at least that is something that is a consideration to be considered. I know that sounds a little goofy, but I mean, she's not actually thinking about another race, but we're told that if she drops out of the Senate race, she may consider going into another race. I'm not exactly going to confirm which one that is based on what I was told, but at any rate, that was a text message I got last night. Then later in the night last night, this popped up on the Patriots Gazette website, patriotsgazette.com, exclusive. Is Ohio GOP Senate candidate Jane Timken dropping out amid low polling? Speculation mounting across the Buckeye State that Ohio's ex-party GOP chair Jane Timken could drop out or switch races, seeing a limited path to victory. The reports of a campaign in turmoil surfaced after Timken failed to gain traction despite massive spending on TV ads and 100-plus endorsements from the Kasich, DeWine, Ohio GOP establishment. It should go without saying the irony of that sentence. A campaign in turmoil after Timken failed to gain traction despite 100-plus endorsements from the Kasich-DeWine Ohio GOP establishment. Remember, Jane Timken told us on this radio program, that she was the conservative to, to, to bring true conservative principles and ideals to the United States Senate from Ohio, the ones that we did not necessarily see championed by Rhino Rob Portman. She's the true conservative, not a fan of Kasich and DeWine, those rhinos. She's the true conservative. Yet, she received endorsements from Kasich and DeWine establishment types all up and down the state. And she's wondering why her campaign may be failing. The Remington Research Group, one of the only firms to predict President Trump's 2016 victory, by the way, recently released a new poll. And this, again, was commissioned, I believe, by the Mandel campaign, at least from what I've read. Showed that Josh Mandel maintains nearly a 20-point lead over Jane Timken. 35% support Mandel, 16%, so 19 points separating Mandel from Timken. J.D. Vance, who has not yet officially announced, 6%. Mike Gibbons, 5%. Bernie Moreno, 2%. Matt Dolan, who's not announced, also at 2%. The key here, of course, is that 
34% are undecided. So that's where, of course, the, you know, the real uh, rubber, rubber will meet the road and see where those individuals go. But nonetheless, the story is Jane Timken is going to be dropping on. Now, I would like to point out two things. Number one is an appearance that she made in Dublin. She made a visit to the Dublin Republican uh, Club to, you know, talk to potential voters there. And Dublin reported, Dublin, of course, is by Columbus, to talk to uh, supporters there, not reporters, supporters. And she was answering questions about Mike DeWine. Fortunately, some people in the audience were rolling their little cell phone cameras, and they listened to the woman who said she is not a supporter of Mike DeWine and John Kasich. She is not a rhino. She's a real conservative. She did not agree with what Mike DeWine did in this in this state as a result of the pandemic. This listen to the answer that she is she gives when she is asked whether or not she would support the impeachment of the little Napoleonic dictator Mike DeWine. By the way, and I'm getting a little off track here, but by the way, we have another reason to fight with everything within our power to remove Mike DeWine from the governor's office in uh, in Columbus because yesterday he made it very clear that he opposes House Bill 248, which would be essentially the anti-discrimination and anti-vaccine mandate bill put forth by uh, State Representative Jennifer Gross so that you cannot be fired for not being vaccinated, so that you cannot have your uh, rights restricted in employment or in school or in any other way by not being vaccinated. In other words, you have a choice, your body, your choice. He opposes that wholeheartedly because Mike DeWine believes the government should tell you what to do with your body, not himself, or excuse me, not uh, the, the individual person themselves. The government should tell you, not you, what to do with your body. But at any rate, this is uh, Jane Timken at the Dublin Republican Club meeting uh, on May 25th. I want to know if you still think that conservatives who would like to um, impeach our tyrannical governor, DeWine, are despicable. Well, I thought it was the wrong move to impeach DeWine, and I will stand by that. So, if you can't hear that audio, and it's a little tough, I realize. It's, it's I've got it as loud as I can, but she's a little off mic. What she was asked was, is do you still think people who want to impeach Mike DeWine are despicable? And she stood up there and said, well, uh, and let me just play it again the best I can and see if I can ramp this up a little. I thought it was the wrong move to impeach DeWine, and I will stand by that. I thought it was a wrong move to impeach DeWine, and I will stand by that. Now, she looks very uncomfortable. She was out in front by the audience with her cordless mic. Then when she was asked this question, she retreated to the safety of going behind the table. Not safety as if is in physical, but, you know, the, the comfort zone. So, why? I don't think anything that Good to know. DeWine has done is an impeachable I don't think anything Mike DeWine has done is an impeachable offense, she said. And she's shrugging her shoulders as if to say, what? Well, what has he done that's been impeachable? You know, aside from destroying the businesses of thousands of Ohio and Ohio business owners without any justification whatsoever by listening to his walking, mumbling lab coat Democrat, Amy Acton, despite, or how about... Um, removing the rights to religious freedom from Ohioans 
telling them they can't go to their own worship services because they must remain sheltered in place because of the big bad virus. You can't go to church. You can't go to church. Watch it on TV, he said. Only only the most important businesses, only the essential businesses and workers shall be allowed to leave their homes. He imposed dictatorial Andrew Cuomo, Gavin Newsom, Gretchen Whitmer, who are all wildly leftist progressives, Democrat uh, governors, he imposed their type of um, restrictions on the people of Ohio. And as you can hear from the Republicans in the Dublin Republican Club, they are not having it from Jane Timken, who said, what did he do? He didn't do anything that was impeachable. Uh, I, I just, that's my position. Stand by it. That's my position, and I stand by it. Now, that was number one. If Jane Timken is getting out of this Senate race, I believe that there are two factors that will have led to her demise, her political demise, which, by the way, I am cheering for. I am cheering for her political demise Number one was that, and not in this order, but number one or one of the two was that appearance on May 25th in front of the Dublin Republican Club supporting and defending Mike DeWine, which is what she has done all along. As the chair of the Ohio Republican Party, she did nothing to cross Mike DeWine. She did nothing with the General Assembly leadership in the Ohio House run by Republicans, in the Ohio Senate run by Republicans. Her party, she did nothing to get involved and actively help them unite and support uh, veto overrides of Mike DeWine when Mike DeWine would veto legislation that would remove or would remove the restrictions and actually restore our rights and our liberties. She did nothing but sit along and support Mike DeWine's little tyranny. That's what she did. She is just an absolutely reprehensible Republican, has no conservative values. And part of that was exposed in that Dublin interview or that Dublin appearance. The second part of that, again, not in this order, was the interview she did on this program. I'm going to let you relive some of that after this time out. Because I hope that what she said on my program, which was very early, literally right after she announced her candidacy... What she said on this program, I believe, I think it was the beginning of the end of her political career. At least that's what I'm hoping. And I take no small pleasure in recognizing as, as much. Because that was my goal. It's 920. We'll be right back. Okay, nine twenty-four. I just, I just want to, I just want to relive some of what happened in my interview back on April 9th, and I believe this was like right after Jane Tinkin made her announcement uh, for the Ohio, the Ohio Senate seat being uh, vacated by Rob Portman. 
I have been very critical of Jane Timken since the beginning of her leadership as chair of the ORP, and I have talked about it ad nauseum. And when she announced she wanted to be our senator, I said, well, you know what I said, uh, but I don't just say things to the ether. I say them to people's faces. And this is what I had to say to Jane Timken. She told so many lies in that interview, that uh, 20 minute or so interview. I can't play them all for you now in just five minutes. I got Tom Homan coming up after the bottom of the hour news. But this is one of them. This is one of the most important ones. She tried to tell me what a true, bona fide, rock-solid conservative she is. And my response to her was, you know, I just uh, I just described Rob Portman, you know, with all due respect to him and his service to the country, as too rhino for me. And you just mentioned the name John Kasich, and you kind of fought against uh, his hand-picked guy for, for chair of ORP. But you're a huge Kasich fan. In fact, in the, uh, 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 in the 2016 primaries, you were very much in the corner of John Kasich. He's about as rhino as it gets, maybe along with Mike DeWine, quite frankly. So you, you've got you've got kind of a back and forth there going, don't you, with respect to true conservatives and conservatives, um, or I should say Republicans in name only, like John Kasich. Well, I wouldn't call myself a John Kasich fan. Uh, I never donated or supported his presidential campaign. Look, John Kasich walked away from the Republican Party. He's no longer a Republican. See, one one of the worst things, I think, if you're going to be a politician, it's one thing to be a liar. It's another thing to call other people stupid enough to not understand and figure out that you're a liar. Because that's what she did here when she said to me, I never donated to John Kasich's campaign or supported his campaign for president. She's calling me stupid. Like, I can't do a public records check? You know how easy that was? to find out that she donated $2,700, the maximum amount allowed to the Kasich campaign. It was so easy to find out. She sat here on live radio and told me, I didn't donate to John Kasich. I'm not a Kasich fan. I'm not a rhino. I'm not a rhino. I'm not a rhino, um, except for the fact that you were on the record supporting John Kasich during the primary and that you donated $2,700 to his campaign. That's just part of it. But, of course, we all know the real reason, uh, well, what I believe to be the real reason that uh, Jane Timken's campaign for Senate is really, truly falling apart is her support for Anthony Gonzalez and her being called out for that support and her own hypocrisy on this very radio program. I think this four minutes that you're about to hear again is was the beginning of the end of the Jane Timken campaign. I'm still trying to figure it out. Maybe you can explain it to me if you are actually a Trump supporter. Um, everything you just said sounds great, but considering the trouble that you said you had figuring out, figuring out how you would have voted on the uh, article of impeachment, um, even after he left office, or at least after the election was over, um, you know, and you said that Anthony Gonzalez had a rational reason for voting to impeach him, I have to ask you directly, are you a Trump supporter for real, and how do we know for sure, given those comments about... Uh, uh, Anthony Gonzalez, who turned his back on the president, turned his back on his party, turned his back on due process in voting along with the Democrats to impeach him. Well, let me be very clear. I disagreed with Anthony Gonzalez's vote. Uh, it was unconstitutional, and it's the Democrats who are lawless and wrong. I've made that very clear. Anthony Gonzalez is wrong. I've also called on him to resign because he cannot represent his constituents who are against that impeachment. So, Make that very clear. Well, well, if we're going to make that very clear, but but if I may, I apologize, but if we're going to make that clear, I want to make this clear. You made that call for his uh, resignation after you announced your candidacy for the Senate, correct? 
Correct, but li- listen, Th- what I doesn't, said doesn't that kind of previously- doesn't that kind of lean toward politics rather than principle here? You really need Trump's. Like I said, it's a crowded field. You need Trump supporters to vote for you in the Republican primary for this Senate seat. How do we know that you're not just appealing to? Okay, I really didn't mean what I said about Anthony Gonzalez having a good reason before. I think he should resign now. How do we know that's not politics rather than principle? As I said, I disagreed with Anthony Gonzalez's vote. I made that very clear. I have always been a supporter of President Trump. I've spent the last four years traveling the state of Ohio, advancing his agenda, talking about the great things that President Trump achieved for our country, the promises made and promises kept. I have been his supporter. I've been his strongest supporter in the state of Ohio. That is very clear. The people of Ohio know that I've been out there talking about President Trump for over the last four years and been his supporter. So I want to make sure that your listeners and the voters of Ohio understand that. Well, look, I, I appreciate that. But like I said, there there is some inconsistency there. When you said that Anthony Gonzalez, two things, actually, if you could respond to both these. Uh, number the first one will be that, you know, the chairs of several other state GOPs of the 10 Republicans in the House who joined the all of the Democrats to vote to impeach the president without due process. They censured their Congress members who voted that way here in Ohio. Even some county GOPs have done so. But the ORP that you chaired did not so number one why did you not hold a vote or issue a personal censorship of anthony gonzalez as uh, orp chair and then secondly you said that he had a rational reason for voting to impeach him what was that reason? i said he he had his reasons i disagreed with his reasons don't put words in my mouth and let me make it very clear i stepped down as chair before we could have a meeting for censorship it is my understanding that is on the agenda for the next ohio republican party meeting under the leadership of I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'm just going to read the quote, okay, if I, if I can, from Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer. Their quote was, and you can tell me if they misquoted you, I think he's got a rational reason why he voted that way. So it's a specific uh, A reason. Do you know what that reason is? I have no idea what his reason. I, what I said was I, he had his reason for his vote. I disagree with his reason. I just want to make that very clear. I never supported the impeachment. I never supported Anthony Gonzalez's vote. So when you, they also quoted you as saying you don't know how you would have voted. Is that up in the air for you? Why, why would you no, not? No, it is know? not. Why would you, in other words, why wouldn't you just say, well, of course I would not have voted to impeach him. That's ridiculous. I, I, I had made that very clear. It was ridiculous. I will repeat it again. The impeachment was lawless. And I will go to Washington, D.C. and fight back against these lawless actions of the Democrats. They're the ones that we need to be fighting back against. All right. I, I will tell you this. I, I truly believe that was the beginning of the end of the Jane Timken campaign for the United States Senate. And I will give myself one of these because that is exactly what I wanted to have happen. We cannot send that woman to the United States Senate from the state of Ohio, not for one second. You might as well give the seat to a Democrat. Tom Homan joins us next. Progressive Democrats. Please be aware, you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. 
The Answer. All right, 9.37, a little late coming back. We were a little late going out. My apologies to our next guest, who I always enjoy talking to. I wish we could just... I would love to have a great conversation about football or something with this guy, because I love listening to him talk. But every time we talk to him, we got to talk about something very serious and dangerous for this country, which is the crisis at our southern border. And I speak of Tom Homan. He is the former acting director of ICE Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Tom, thank you so much for coming back on. I appreciate you, sir. How are you? Doing fine. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. I wish we could talk about some other things, but my goodness. I want to play a short little uh, montage for you of the person that has been tasked with dealing with the crisis at our southern border by the President of the United States, and I want you to react to this, Tom Holman. We are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this 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 whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. Uh, and I haven't been to Europe, and I, mean, I don't. I don't understand the point that you're making. Do you think visit the border? Uh, um, not today, <laughs> but um, I have before, and I'm sure I will again. Well, as you know, I've worked on this issue for almost my entire career and have always been an advocate for immigrants, documented and undocumented. Inter- all right, I'll stop there. Uh, there were more of her giggling and laughing about promising to visit the border, but, of course, disputing the need to go to the border. The clip you just heard there was the vice president of the United States admitting that she has been an advocate for illegal immigrants for her entire career. And this is the person tasked with securing our border, Tom Holman. How do you respond to that? Well, I, the minute uh, Joe Biden selected her is, is spearing this effort, I said that very day. I've been saying ever since he couldn't he couldn't have picked the worst person because not only does she believe in open borders, you know, she's the one that you know compared ICE agents to the KKK. Mm-hmm. She has written legislation as U.S. senator to reward people that come to this country illegally with amnesty. So she is an open borders advocate, uh, and the reason she's not going to Mexican borders is, is clear. She she and the rest of the administration, including the secretary and the president, they spent all their time managing the optics. Of this crisis, they're not managing the crisis; they're managing the optics, the messaging. You know, first it was President Trump's fault, right? Then it was all oh, seasonal; happens every year. They're doing everything they can to to uh, to to lie to the American people what's actually happening down there. She knows if she goes to the border, the cameras will follow her. She knows there's going to be at the same time she's on the border, there's going to be a split screen showing illegal alien country to country. And what's really most insulting thing to me isn't the giggling or laughing, is that she would go to a foreign nation and talk to the president of the countries where people are fleeing to get their perspective and their opinion, yet she won't go to the southern border and talk to the experts on the border, the men and women that work for her, the men and women that put their lives online every day, to hear from them what they think. Because they'll tell her, too. They'll tell her the same thing that President Guatemala said, that President Mexico said, mm-hmm. and what I said, and what a lot of people are saying. This, this crisis is because of Joe Biden's open border policy. She can speak to illegal aliens across the border, like I've done. I've been down there five times. I speak to them. They, they'll, they'll tell you why they're coming, because Joe Biden has opened the door for them. So she's not going down there because it's bad optics for her, and she's trying to keep her. You know, she she don't want to wear this issue, but I'll give news to her. I don't care if you can call her the border czar or the spirit, whatever you want to call her. She is the vice president of the United States. This is happening on her watch. She's going to wear this. Her responsibility is secure the border to protect Americans and protect our sovereignty. And she hasn't done, her or anybody else's administration, hasn't done one thing, one thing to slow the flow. They're too busy 
managing the optics. Well, Tom Homan, former acting director of Vice, do they want to manage the flow? I mean, that's the real issue here because many Whoa. people, including uh, congressional Republicans, have said that their goal here is to allow as many people to cross that border through asylum claims or just you know being smuggled across. Uh, because eventually, Joe Biden is going to declare a general amnesty and allow all of them to have pathways to citizenship and voting rights. And then I said that I, I wrote not bad Fox News in, in July last year saying if he became president, we lose the border. And I told him this is by design. Not only do they open the border, at the same time they have record numbers of illegal crossings, they have a record low, record low of removals. ICE has been handcuffed. ICE can't do their job. So it's not by coincidence that they're letting thousands of people loose in the country every day, not let not let ICE remove them. Even if they come to the country, even if, even if they show up in court, which most won't, even if they get ordered removed by a judge, no one's removing them because ICE can no longer arrest somebody for just being here illegally. you got to be a national security threat or a convicted aggravated felon. Being in the country illegally isn't illegal anymore in the Biden administration. So they know. They're coming in. They're never leaving. They're getting work authorization because they're being released under, uh, under uh, an NTA, which means they can get work authorization. They, they overturned the census rule, which means the next census rolls around, they will be counted, which means more seats in the House with Democrats, which leads to Electoral College. This is about perpetual power. This is about future Democratic voters. Joe Biden sold our country out to win an election for the progressive left, and the Democrats are playing the long game. I tell you, I was in Texas three weeks ago. I met with a bunch of Republican congressmen. I told them, you need to pull your head out of your butt and start fighting this thing, or you're not going to win another election in 15 years. There are members of Congress, Democrats in Texas, uh, and mayors of border towns who are calling out the Democrat leadership because they see the damage that it's doing to their towns and their districts. So that's the the real, you know, uh, troubling part of all of this is they're willing to sacrifice even, uh, you know, people in in their own, you know, that are that are blue voters in their own districts because of their bigger picture. Like you said, they're playing a long game. Let's go back to the Guatemala trip for a second, Tom Holman. Um, you know, she said she's going there to talk to the leadership about the root causes in the Northern Triangle countries and so on and so forth. Um, is she planning on making 150 such visits to leaders? Because they're not just coming from the Northern Triangle countries. They may be coming through them, just as they're coming through Mexico. But I've been, uh, I've been told that it's over 150 countries represented by all of those illegally crossing the border this year alone. So why is she only focusing on those uh, few countries? Well, the majority from those countries, but you're exactly right. I, just, I said the same thing. On an interview yesterday, she, she was going to visit 160 countries. Now, now her staff said, well, this, this surge is because of climate change, it's because of poverty. Okay, so as climate, as the climate change and poverty got worsened in the last year, because a year ago, President Trump had a secure border, lowest level of illegal immigration in the history of our nation. Illegal immigration is down 78%. So what changed in the past year? Would the climate get that much worse in the past year? Did the poverty get that much worse in the past year? If you look at it, you know, and, and, and we see people coming from well-to-do countries, and not just from Central America, they come from Europe, they come from Asia. Uh, they certainly have a different economic position than, than those in Central America. So it's not, you know, a lot of people do come here for economic reasons, but don't say that, you know, the reason for this is climate change and economic when the same conditions existed last year, but the border wasn't out of control because the President of the United States, President Trump, actually did his job and, and secured our border. And and, and 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 let ICE and, and Border Patrol enforce the law. So, you know, the comparing apples and oranges, it just don't make sense. Um. 
Congresswoman Alexandria Damasio-Cortez tweeted the following a couple of days ago. Seeking asylum at any U.S. border is a 100% legal method, method of arrival. And then she said, second, the U.S. spent decades contributing to regime change and destabilization in Latin America. We can't help set someone's house on fire and then blame them for fleeing. So she's blaming U.S. policies in Latin American countries for these people needing to flee and then claiming that anybody who shows up at the doorstep has a 100% legal right to come in. Well, again, she's wrong. Every time she opens her mouth about immigration, she's wrong. And apparently she didn't listen to me last time I testified in front of her and try to educate her. But you can claim asylum. Anybody has the right to claim asylum. But it's illegal. It is a crime to enter this country between the ports of entry without inspection. It's Title Eight, United States Code 1325. Anybody can look it up. And if you come after you got removed, it's a felony. So, you know, again, she, she's a moron. She, she, she's saying things that she has no idea what she's saying. And, you know, we have, we have laws on the books. She's a congressman. She ought to spend time. She's a legislator. She's a lawmaker. Read the law, for God's sake. And so, like, and I, say, I, I tell you, I told you the other day, you want to fix it? Bring me and Mark Morgan back. We'll fix this in three days. And what we're going to do, we're going to force the law. We're going to do it. We're going to reestablish the policy that Trump put in that we helped put in. We'll get illegal immigration at the lowest level. We'll tell the progressive left to shut their mouth. And if you don't like what's being done, then legislate. Do your job and fix the loopholes that are causing this. Or change the law any way you want to. But you got to stop telling law enforcement officers to ignore the laws that you that you wrote, Congress. So once again, she's wrong. She's always wrong. And so it doesn't surprise me she's wrong again. Um, let's go back to the vice president. You mentioned her laughing and giggling not being the biggest thing that bothers you. I have to tell you, though, Tom, and, and I'm going to ask you about it. Um, I don't know which bothers me more, her policies and her refusal to go to the border or the fact that she does laugh off every time she gets that question. Because to me it says, I don't take this seriously. I'm laughing about it because I don't take it seriously. And and that may offend me more than the policy itself, that she doesn't see the suffering that many people endure because of their policy. And I'm talking about suffering of Americans as a result of unchecked immigration, and I'm talking about the suffering of those migrants who are encouraged to traverse that desert to get up here um, because the Biden uh, administration is saying, come on in. No, I get it. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not saying it doesn't bother me. I mean, it doesn't bother you as much as other things she does because, number one, for years I've known she's overhead. I know she, I know she has no idea what she's doing. Uh, and we all know how she got to where she got. So, you know, her, her doing stupid things don't surprise me because she, she's not that smart to begin with. But you're right. To giggle when, you know, 31% of women that come across that border get sexually assaulted by the cartels. To giggle when children are abused and abandoned and some children die. When to, to giggle about cartels making billions of dollars a year because not only did it cause this humanitarian crisis, but when they tie the border up, they can move their drugs across and their gang members across. And during the last game of crisis, over 60,000 Americans died of opioid overdoses. This is not a laughing matter, but... She is she 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 is probably she is not very smart. I've known that no. for several years. So her her incompetence does not surprise me. No, she is. I, I, you know, I hate saying things like this. It just sounds rude, but she's, she's just dumb. She's, every time I listen to her, I know where the giggle comes from. It's not necessarily because she doesn't care and she thinks it doesn't take it seriously. She giggles when she has no answer. She giggles when she doesn't know the answer to the question or she cannot justify her policy. It's a, it's a way to basically say, I'm lost here. So <laughs> let's talk about something else. I just feel like it's a defense mechanism that says, I'm not smart enough to answer the question you gave me, so I'm going to laugh. Well, absolutely, and there's no way she, look, she's lost her words, there's no way you can justify what's happening. 
I mean, they tried saying it was Trump's fault. That's, that, that, that was proven wrong when we look at the data. Then they tried to say it was seasonal. That was proven wrong when we look at the data. Again, spending so much time trying to manage the ops. you got sectors saying there's no surge. And on split screen, you see hundreds of uh, aliens crossing the border. It's just ridiculous. So she has nothing to say because she has nothing to say in the defense of such a, a catastrophic policy. The American people can see, they can see the film in today's world with drone and the, in the, in the, in the film crews. You yeah. can't hide this. You can't hide it. And, and she has no answer for it because they came into this administration. They wanted open borders. They got open borders. And now the American people are realizing what a mistake it was. Last question, Tom Homan. Uh, you know, forget about Harris for a moment. Let's talk about the man in charge of the homeland. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas has said the border is closed. I don't know what you people are talking about. The border is closed. We are turning people away and sending them back. How do you respond to that? He has, he has no integrity. I mean, he used to be a deputy secretary under Jay Johnson. He's a secretary. I work for him. I, I, I talked to Alejandro Mayorkas a hundred times during that surge. He knows what caused the surges. He knows how to stop them. Cause we stopped at FY 1415. And back then, a thousand a day, we called a crisis. A thousand a day, we called a problem. Jay Johnson got up on TV and said, we have a problem at the border. We had a crisis. We need to address it. He's done the complete opposite since he's been named the secretary. He's not admitting to the crisis, even though the numbers are seven times higher. Then when he was deputy secretary, he called a crisis. He knows how to stop it. We built detention. We helped people. We made him see a judge. 90% lost. We sent him home. The numbers went down. What are they doing now? They're not detaining anybody. They're releasing them as quick as they can. They're being released without court dates. There's no consequence, no deterrence. He's doing the complete opposite of what he knows will stop the flow. Again, they're not stopping the flow. This is, this is by design. Tom Homan, former acting director of ICE, you are an American hero, in my opinion. You continue to tirelessly advocate for American sovereignty, and your entire career has been based on that. Thank you for continuing to do what you do, Tom Homan. Thanks for having me. God bless. All right, that's Tom Homan, former acting director of ICE. We'll take a quick time out here. I may have time for a free-for-all. For- in fact, I don't have another guest until uh, 1035. i got plenty of time for free-for-all Friday phone calls. Hit me up now. 216-901-0945. We'll be right back. Okay, 9.56 now. Short segment here, but that's okay. we got a full half hour of open phone lines uh, on a free-for-all Friday coming up after the top of the hour. Uh, just to wrap this hour, uh, great interview with Tom Holman, and I say that not for my own purposes. Uh, I don't mean a great interviewer. I just mean a great interview because uh, Tom Holman has so much very important information to share uh, about what's going on at our southern border. And he's right. They are playing the long game. This is not about uh, trying to solve the problems of people in third world countries. This is about importing new Democrat voters so that they can win elections in perpetuity. That's what this is all about. Make no mistake. Tom Holman is right. Going back to my uh, first, the first uh, uh, half hour of the program. I replayed for you portions of my interview with Jane Timken because I take great pride. I even gave myself a can you dig it for uh, playing a role in what could be the political demise of a terrible, terrible, terrible candidate. She was a terrible ORP chair. She is a terrible candidate for the United States Senate. I said what I said, and I'll repeat it. If you put Jane Timken in the United States Senate in Rob Portman's seat, you might as well give the seat to a Democrat. She is just that bad. 
She lied to me about five different times in the interview that I did with her about not donating to Kasich's campaign, about not saying what she said about Anthony Gonzalez, about saying I've always opposed what uh, uh, the impeachment of President Trump. I always condemned what Anthony Gonzalez said. No, you didn't. You're lying again. You literally said you don't know how you would have voted if you were in the, the, the uh, House of Representatives when that vote came up. You don't know how you would have voted. Then you said Anthony Gonzalez has a good rational reason as to the way he voted. Then you tried to change it to, um, or she tried to change it to, I said he had his reasons, but I disagreed with them. No, you didn't. There is a reason why Jane Timken is about to exit the race before it even really begins. She has been caught in lie after lie after lie. She is a Kasich-supporting, DeWine-supporting, rhino Republican that we need to expel from this party. And I mean post-haste. People like that have got to go. If we are going to restore conservative values in this state and in this country, we cannot continue... To dance with, you know, the, these kinds of, of people who are just so duplicitous, so deceptive, she's just lying from the very beginning. She donated money to, uh, to Kasich, and she defends DeWine every single step of the way, even at that meeting uh, with the Dublin Republican Club that she addressed and spoke at back on May 25th. She was asked, do you still think people who want to impeach Mike DeWine are despicable? And she said she disagrees with the idea of impeaching Mike DeWine. Then said, Mike DeWine has done nothing impeachable, and I stand by that. She defends this little Napoleonic tyrant, this little bespectacled buffoon, and everything that he did to destroy the state of Ohio's economy, businesses, employees, uh, worshipers, and more. With no valid reason whatsoever other than listening to the dictates of a of a democrat in a lab coat which is what she what he did for the for the first 4 5 6 months of this crisis if you want to call it a crisis Jane Timken is a DeWine rhino, a Kasich rhino, a Gonzalez rhino, and her phony attempts to say she was pro Trump just don't ring true if the reports are accurate she's about to drop out of the Senate race I will cheer louder than I ever have before when and if that happens. Your phone calls after the.